Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Unplug with Annie. It's the first episode in a new series and I'm very excited. This series is called Elevation where I'm going to be talking to multiple entrepreneurs globally from all different parts of the world and I think that's what makes it super exciting. And my first guest is somebody who is a growth strategist. His company is called Growth Hacks. He is the founder of that company and other than that he's of course been speaking publicly on various platforms and media outlets including CNN and Money magazines and he also does conferences which you can look more into on his social media profile which I will be tagging at the end so I'm very excited to talk to him as one of the entrepreneurs on the series we're going to be talking a little bit about business about how to convert your passion into a business and his experiences and everything that he's been involved with and hopefully that'll inspire you and motivate you in 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 many ways so without further ado i'd like to um welcome katriel safati to the show and uh yeah listen in guys there's going to be some information you might want to get um a pen and a paper and write a few things down. I just wanted to firstly ask you a little bit about your journey and how you got to this present moment of being able to do what you do and you know whether it's speaking at events or helping brands or like you said just if you can tell the audience a little bit more about what you do. Yes. Uh so <laughs> as you asked me before Uh my first name is pronounced Catriel. Uh my name is Catriel Cesar Fadi. Um I'm from Miami now, currently living in Miami. And uh what I do is known as growth hacking. Um and that's really just a different way of explaining that I am a nerd when it comes to marketing and data and we do rapid experimentation. Now my background is specifically behavioral psychology, so I apply that into helping build more community and more authentic brands and companies. um and it's been a blast um it it obviously has its cons like one of the cons is that i will hold a company accountable and not every company likes that so that is the huge drawback to that um so yeah so yeah in a nutshell that's uh, my background um i was looking at a little bit about uh you asked me about about your journey mm-hmm. it's a long one um i'm very i the reason i appreciated you saying that you just got started and you learn as you go yeah so just start by telling us a little bit about your journey and how you ended up as as uh, you know as as getting into this growth hacking and what inspired you and yeah really in, in a nutshell if you could tell us a little bit about it so in a nutshell i was the smart kid in the bad place and growing up i uh, was very very poor um very poor um and i was lucky i consider myself lucky to have a mother that never ever ever told me we cannot afford it her her mentality and what she always said was always like how can we afford it or how much do we need or what can we do to make that money and um the reason that's so important is because even to this day it still encompasses everything i do and her mentality was she was not traditionally educated she actually only finished a third grade um never went past that and to today today when she moved to the states um she has a huge real estate portfolio i'm mentioning that because that's exactly why i am the way i am around the time i was 15 um i kept rolling with that and i started learning from my surroundings that uh i can make money appear from ideas 
And because of her being that way, I did the exact same way. For example, one of the things that we did since we were very poor is we started leasing or renting apartments um, through selling other stuff like knickknacks. We'd raise the money, rent an apartment, and then re-rent it out to someone else for a profit. So that's called sandwich leasing. And that's what got me into real estate. When I got into real estate, um, it was awesome because I started meeting more people and networking. I would then make money from that and I bought myself a, um, a business a little bit after that. And uh, I kept growing that. And by the time I was 18, I sold that business for six figures. And by that time, my mom was also doing her thing. We were a lot better. Anyway, fast forward. Um, how I got into growth hacking was specifically looking at that I, I could keep entering different industries, just applying the same practices and theories and hypothesis. And it kept giving me the same result. And ultimately, the key result was always a win-win-win situation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So a lot of inspiration has come from your mom and how she's been and the example that she set for you. A thousand percent because she, she never really bothered learning English. Um, <laughs> she actually told me, I don't need English. This is the only, this is the only language this country understands. Wow. Um, and uh, it helped me a lot because she was basically, my mom taught me to simplify. Mm -hmm. She said, look, English, Hebrew, Russian, it doesn't matter, just money. She goes, as long as it makes dollars and cents, I don't need the language. I can pay people to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. Yeah. So that it, it, it encompassed a lot. Um, and she definitely uh, pushed me uh, as a child to work with my creativity. Um, and uh, it's made it a lot of fun. I, I did cut a lot of corners as a kid. I definitely <laughs> have bent the rules. Um, yeah. For example, my very first business ever. I don't know if you can show this. You can cut this out if you want. Um, but my biological father... Um, was not in a picture. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I had a lot of uh, bad influences growing up. So I learned how to, I learned how to do a few bad things. And I stole his credit card. I bought myself three cell phones mm -hmm. and I sold those three cell phones and I started a cell phone business. Wow. Okay. So, wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's Don't know if you can leave that in there, but that's just so that we can be honest with one another. Yeah, no, I think that, 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 I mean, I think everyone has a journey whether they, you know, it, it all starts somewhere, the Christmas starts somewhere. So that's, that's great. Um, so in, in like this age of social, like social media is and has been the big thing off late for a very long time. And obviously co from contact to, you know, making connections and even brands actually getting business, so much of it is online. Um, do you feel that the more impact and influence you're able to have um, sort of dictates the effect that you have on people or can this be done even if you're starting out as a small company or in a small brand and you're able to just connect with essentially what I'm getting at is you know some some people are under the under the frame of thinking that if you have very little followers you can't really make such a big impact so would you agree with that or would you think that that's no. the wrong mindset to have I think frankly I have to be, do you want the truth or the right answer? Uh, the, the, no, the truth is, <laughs> it should be the truth. It should be the truth. So uh, the truth is no, it's an excuse. Um, reason being, um, look, markets, let's use market as an example, right? This is the market. Mm -hmm. This is the market. At any given time, this much of it is ready to buy. This much is not even paid attention to attention to and this part is being sold to. Yeah. The reason that's important is because it doesn't matter if you have a thousand or if you have a million. 
if you, whatever your message is, whatever your target demographic is, whatever the type of person that you resonate with, that impact. I keep hearing people saying, I want a lot of followers. I always ask them the same thing. Why? And it's yeah. weird because every time I say that, they, they either don't know what to say or they'll say, uh, because I want to make a difference. Or The thing is that a lot of people keep forgetting that in order to make a difference, you got to make some difference. So it's, it's so, not, you're, gonna, you're not going to wake up next year, have 100,000 followers and make a difference. That's not how it works. So back to what you're saying is it's not about the amount of followers. It's the, amount, it's the quality of followers that you have. A yeah. um, very good example of this is... Um, <laughs> I'll, use, I'll throw myself in the mix. Uh, my personal page, I have multiple, but my personal page has about 140,000 followers. I have a friend of mine that has 2.5 million followers, right? Mm-hmm. But when I put out a message, a certain message via stories or whatever, my engagement and conversions are higher than his. Yeah, yeah. So attention isn't always, isn't always um, meaningful. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm pretty sure that you've seen that before. I mean, you're in the entertainment industry. Um, you know, you might have a bigger impact on someone being where you are right now than a quote unquote superstar would have, you know? Um, and that's, what's missing. That's what's missing. So no, it's your follower account does not matter. Um, in fact, I highly suggest people don't look to, to do that. That's actually known as something called vanity metrics. Vanity metrics are look how many likes I got. Look how many followers I got. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, I'll use another example. I'm pretty sure you know somebody who's really wealthy. Let's do, take two men. Really yeah. wealthy and middle class. Yeah. The really wealthy guy can basically get friends easily. Everyone, because everyone wants something from him. Mm-hmm. Then you have the middle class guy, doesn't have a lot of money, but he's charismatic, he's empathetic, and he's caring. He attracts people and retains them because he gives a crap about them. He cares about them and he has something to offer. So that's the difference in social media. You have the rich person that the only reason they're attracting people is because they want something from him. Um, they, there's, no, there's nothing else to him. And then you have this person, they're, they're earning it. So that's the major difference. And if more people remember that, um, they'll be a lot more happy with the impact that they make. And that's really important because you have to understand and, and kind of come to terms with what you actually want to accomplish. Because having followers for followers sake, I can tell you right now, I help people manage those pages. I've helped grow those pages. And I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a coincidence that the people that have the millions and millions, they're not connecting to their audience anymore. True. True. That's, mm-hmm. that's a really great point. I think a lot of people need to hear that. Um, so for somebody starting out a business, starting out something new, what would be like the, the key advice that you'd like to share with them? Like, being from a non-business background because there's a lot of people who you know want to convert their passion into a business but just don't know how and you know what would your advice to them be when they're starting out should should everything be in place before starting should they look way ahead or is it a matter of just starting so remember earlier when i asked you if you want the truth (laughs) or the right answer yeah so the reason i asked that is because i have a bad habit of I'm uh, the per- the way that I am. I'm just no bullshit. Let's just get right to it. Look, yeah. the popular opinion, the popular opinion is that people want to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. Uh, people want to be business owners. But the thing is that those two are not the same. Mm-hmm. A business owner and an entrepreneur are two different people. Um, an entrepreneur is someone who is innovative, creative, testing, tweaking, etc. Then you have a business owner. So, an entrepreneur isn't on Musk. A business owner is somebody who in your neighborhood owns a sandwich shop. 
who owns a yeah. gas station. Mm -hmm. So two different people. So the reason I bring that up first is because some people are not meant to be entrepreneurs. Not right now. Um, a, we have to go back to the beginning. We have to go back to how we think and operate because habits die hard. They just do. And the way that, that each, of, each one of us is wired, um, you know, there's things like pride, right? There's things like habits and behaviors. Mm -hmm. So I really think that people need to explore what's called a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. That's, that's an uh, abbreviation for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Audit yourself to find where you are today. The reason that's so important is because if you fight against what's already present, if you fight reality, you always lose. And what ultimately comes down to is some people are amazing employees. Some people are amazing intrapreneurs. And what an intrapreneur is, is an entrepreneur in residence. So that means you could be an executive at a company or working within a company, but you have that free reign and support to be an entrepreneur where the company might say, here's $10,000, go make something happen. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's business owners. There's some people that can actually buy into a business or start a business and hire people to see their, their strategy because they're good managers. So it's very important for people to be honest with themselves. Um, and I get it that motivation, inspiration tells you to believe bigger. And, and that's totally true. But that only works if you're grounded in reality. Yeah. So the, um, the, I, I, I'm answering it that way because I, I've heard a million other ways that people respond to that. And very often I see it, I'm like, shut the fuck up. That's not even how that works. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry for cursing. I curse. Um, <laughs> that's okay. There, I'm just saying it, it's, it's, it's horrible because that's why so many people keep losing money and costing themselves just so much opportunity because they're not working where they're supposed to be. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people have become very embarrassed at the idea of working at a company. There's nothing embarrassing about it. I mean, if you're good at what you do, the money will come. Yeah, very true. Very true. And, and that leads quite nicely to the next question, because I think, um, I mean, social media, a, a big topic which has arisen in the last few years, it's been, you know, this idea of we, sh we shouldn't keep comparing, we shouldn't keep comparing our journeys to other people's journeys. And that just doesn't lead to contentment. And social media, in fact, just encourages us to compare. Um, and that can apply even with businesses, I guess, not just as individual people but you know comparing to your competitors on the market and a lot of people therefore get discouraged by the progress of other people um so do you feel that market saturation matters when 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 you do feel i like, love this question like because i mean there's, there's people of the opinion where you know when you are picking an idea or, or there is something in your mind that you want to convert into a business but it's just the opinion of other people is that there's just too much on the market already. Why do that? Um, I think don't listen to those people. Okay. Okay. Look, um, you've noticed by now I keep mentioning psychology. I'm, yeah. And I'm going to mention it again. Yeah. <laughs> there are seven intelligences, seven different types of intelligence, mm -hmm. right? IQ, EQ, so on and so on and so on. Have you ever met somebody who's just really good at music, but they never, they don't know how to read it? They don't know how, they've never practiced, but they're just really good at it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And have you ever met an actor or actress that you're like, wow, you're amazing, but they're not classically trained? Yeah. Well, that's, the, that's exactly a real life scenario of how intelligences work. 
Um, there's seven types. The reason that's so important and I bring it up is because that's exactly how we are. We all have something to offer. We all have a role to play. Um, so when you just said, oh, um, if I want to bring my product into a business, the thing is that not every idea is a business. Very often, we, we are limited by the scope of what we're looking at. So it's all about asking better questions. The better questions you ask, the more you get to see that such thing as market saturation, mm-hmm. it's actually bullshit. It's, I'll be honest with you, because I'm in that, in that space, that's actually a buzzword that was created to make more money. Wow. That's all it is. It's just a smoke and a mirror. Okay. It doesn't actually really mean anything. All it really means is there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. That's all it really means. Um, so the way that the reason I love market saturation, if I see a market that I actually released a webinar on this recently, mm-hmm. one of the things that one of the ways that I started making more money, I wanted to prove myself. I was young. <laughs> what I started doing is if, if there was uh, if there was a market that didn't want to hire me or if there was an industry that was like super full of everything, mm-hmm. I would find a way to hack it, to do it better than them for less money. And then I would sell them the solution. The reason that I mention that is because people can actually replicate that right now. Um, and we could try it with anyone. You could put anyone in front of me. We'll work through it. You're an actress, for example, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're an actress in Bollywood. You're an actress that wants to go international, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You can sit there and do what everyone else does and thinks I need to get the best agent. I need to get the best publicity, yada, yada, yada. The thing is that you're competing in a saturated market. If you start creating yourself a market, i.e. via this podcast, YouTube, social media, you are now ahead of the game than an actor actress that has a team that they're paying to do it because just like the person with millions and millions of followers, they're not doing it to connect anymore. They're just doing it not to get more views, to get more followers. True. Um, and you lose quality. And in your scenario, if you were to connect your personal brand and vision mm-hmm. and put it out there, you are going to start attracting more people. And guess what you just did within three to four months? Created your own market, your own industry. Yeah, Bef- yeah. Before Uber, before Airbnb, th- those, by the way, those people use the exact same theology that I use, which is growth hacking. They don't okay. compete, they create. So okay. yeah, I, I just wanted to elaborate a little bit more so that you yeah. can kind of get a better understanding of why anyone that tells you, oh, everyone's doing it, then cool, I'm gonna be another one. The pie is big enough, I guarantee. Yeah, no, that's a great, and I think it's important to um, to really emphasize that there is there is a mindset which exists, which is exactly that, and 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 not the market saturation mindset. Um, so, how is it? How important is it when starting out, or not not just when starting out a business or anything, but just generally to have a good support system and have relationships which in, encourage you to pursue your dreams? And I don't know what. I mean, of, of course, you had your mom, which, uh, you know, who actually set such an amazing example for you um, and therefore encouraged you to think big, you know, and not really have a restriction on your dreams or what you can create. And so in your opinion, then, how important is it to, you know, cultivate these really strong relationships from which you can grow, essentially? Oh, Okay. There's an irony to that question because those relationships don't actually start until you do. Um, And the reason I mention that is because um, I've met a lot of people that say, I'll start when this, that, and this happens. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you'll just be stuck there for a very long time and you'll rob yourself an opportunity. Um, It's actually what I love that you said. I don't really know how, but I just started. Yeah. Um, 
so it look again the the relationships are important but the thing is that those relationships one are transient they're not going to be forever yeah um two they're also not going to start until you do so if you start to position yourself and take yourself seriously give yourself a very very awesome why mm-hmm. then then you'll start attracting the people that are going to help you and that you'll help them um and there's no shortcut for that. There really isn't. I mean, along the way, I've been screwed over. I've had amazing people in my life, but they all have one thing in common. They all came into my life because of what I was working on at the time. Um, and, and there's no way around it. There just really isn't. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically, your why has to be strong enough and everything else just falls into place. Yeah. I mean, my mom would always tell me, um, if your eyes over there, your mind's over there and your heart's over there, mm. you're going nowhere. So. Yeah, very true. And, and a little bit going more a little off in, into a different space, we're talking about spirituality, which is something which um, is a topic which has come up on, on different series on my podcast. But depending on your core values and your belief system, how do you feel your own core values has helped you dictate what you do in your life and the decisions that you make because often I feel that sometimes when you, you're taking decisions which are not in alignment with your core values it's kind of when you when you go off and things 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 start going wrong a lot of the time so uh yeah if you could talk a little bit about your experience uh yeah I'm, I'm laughing because every single time it just never fails every time I go against um feeling, uh, morals, et cetera, mm. uh, it just never goes right. Like if I start to, if I meet a company and they just don't really align with what I believe in, it just never fails. It never goes right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it has guided me a lot. Um, yeah. uh, in, in the terms of my family, my mother, um, we are not super religious. We're more, I guess you consider spiritual, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has played in a very important part because it's why my, I said my mom would very em- much emphasize, you know, your why since I can remember. So it was always very much an, an idea of like, you know, are you focused? Um, sorry, one second. Um, excuse me. And that focus would come into play with, again, she would use that analogy, the eye, the mind, the heart. Okay. Um, so she would make it a, a thing to grow up and be mature. Um, and, and the reason I, I mentioned that is because I, I noticed this a lot on social media, like go with what you love, go with your passion. The thing is like, if you're not mature enough, then you don't really, or you're not honest with yourself with what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so she very much made an emphasis to grow up first, grow up, then get that why down. And then the how appears, um, like a common thing that she would always say to me is think your way out of it. Always. Even to now, actually, anytime I call her, okay, fine, let's think our way out of it. Okay. Um, so um, the belief system is very important because at the end of the day, it's like, if, I don't know, maybe, if you, maybe you've noticed, you probably pursued your career because it felt, it felt right. Everything seemed to just line up. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would always tell me, make that your goal. She goes, you know, a lot of times, um, if you go against your belief systems, you end up chasing too many things. So she would always tell me, go for very little big goals, big goals, but only a few of them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great advice. Um, and just uh, talking a little bit about mental health, just it, it's another topic which I do talk a lot about. But what is your advice Good. to, uh, yeah, to maintaining a healthy mindset as an entrepreneur? Because you have got your 
your hands in a lot of doors. There's you know, so many things happening all the time. It's always very high pressure. So what advice would you give to either a budding entrepreneur or to other entrepreneurs? Oh, man. Okay. Um, I don't know how deep you want to get into that, but I am, um, it's, it's a personal passion of mine. Uh, personal passion of mine, uh, mindset, mentality, mental health. Um, so it's very important. Um, where do I start actually? Cause there's so much, uh, where do I start actually? Uh, so as an entrepreneur, what, what, where would you like to start? Let me ask that. Cause there, it's more than just take care of yourself. It's way more than that. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, it, it's tricky, right? Especially when you're starting out because you have to give so much of yourself to starting something. You know, you have to go the extra mile. And I think that's high pressure in itself, especially if you're balancing, say, a relationship and, uh, you know, maybe another full, maybe another, I don't know, part-time job, if not full-time job. And you're creating this on the side as a side hustle or, mm-hmm. you know, and there just never seems to be enough hours in the day. So I feel like we reach burnout pretty quickly when we put too much pressure on ourselves. So if there's anything which comes, which perhaps you do and you implement into your lifestyle in order to just stay sane, um, what would those things be? Oh man. Okay. That was, that was actually a very good, that was a very well put question. Um, I think you're going to do really well in the podcast space. That was a very, that was a very good question. So personally, not abstract personally, um, from a very early age, uh, the military helped me a lot, um, to discipline myself and discipline is super important. Um, more than anything else, discipline is a hundred percent. You could be a complete idiot, but with discipline, you'll get a lot further than an intelligent person. Um, so discipline is very important to me. Um, and by the way, this is coming from someone who I can, I hate organization. I am very messy. I'm, I'm in every way that you've ever seen a creative on TV. I've got the messy desk with like a bunch <laughs> of stuff scattered, okay. but, but because I realize I'm weak there, I have someone help me with my organization. Um, so discipline is very, very important in that it helps you remain focused. It helps you execute and actually helps you follow through. Yeah. And those things are more important than anything. I've actually gone as far as testing myself, being so organized. I just want to try something audacious that I've never, ever worked in. But with discipline and organization, how far do I get? I got very far. I actually, that's why I did so well in real estate. Um, so that's one thing, discipline for me. Okay. Another thing is to constantly tweak and improve my skill set. So wherever, um, wherever I'm good at, I keep learning. Um, on an average, every single day, I mean every single day, I have to have a minimum of an hour of reading. Um, I have to have a minimum of 30 minutes of meditation. Um, and I have to get my freaking nap. I have to nap a minimum two hours. So I have a very funky sleep schedule. Um, wow. I will sleep five hours and two hours and another hour. So that's ah. how I sleep. Wow. So, um, it, yeah, that's helped okay. me a lot. I, I, I can't do the eight-hour thing. I, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, so, yeah. Wow, that's, um, that's, that's interesting. I've, I've not had anyone say that before in terms of the sleep cycle, but that's interesting. Yeah, so basically I'll go to sleep from 1, 1 a.m., usually 1 a.m. to 2 a.m., depends. Um, and I'll sleep till about 5 or 6. I wake up, I do my thing, and then around like 12 noon or whatever, I will sleep for about an hour or two. This, obviously, I shift it depending on my schedule. Um, and then later on in the day, around 6 or 7, I take another hour, hour and a half nap. Um, yeah. And it helps me keep wired. Um, yeah. And then down to the discipline thing, I also discipline myself in priorities. Um, my priorities have changed. I have two children that mm-hmm. I love. 
my prince and my princess. So my priority was getting, being as efficient as I can, but also giving them more time. So that was a big thing. Um, it's actually why I moved to Miami. I moved to Miami because I used to work 60 to 70 hours a week. I now only work about 10 to 15 hours a week, but I make wow. more money than I used to. Wow. Wow. And um, what else? I'm trying to think so I can just give you everything now. Oh, yes. Uh, going back to what I told you, uh, I literally am a nerd when it comes to learning. So um, I love exploring ways to um, put myself in a state of flow. And um, I love it. I love it. When I'm in my state of flow, I can knock a week's worth of work in about three to four hours. Um, And basically, I just, it's like a laser focus. Mm -hmm. Um, And meditation has helped me a lot with that, but also playing around with how I evaluate what's stressful. What's stressful is very interesting because, um, sorry, Uh, what's stressful is very interesting for me, and I keep exploring what my perception of stress is. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been the most major breakthrough I had in the last two years was knowing the difference between being excited and worried, excited or stressed. Um, yeah. Because they both give you the exact same chemical response. True, so in true, a nutshell. true. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I think somebody was telling me that recently, uh, uh, in fact. So, uh, and it's very interesting that you, the meditation thing keeps coming up again and again from different people and um, everyone seems to be recommending it. So I feel like that's like a sign. I need to start meditating. <laughs> Um, well, I can tell you this, you're never doing it wrong. Yeah. I, I just have to say that because a lot of people think like, oh, I can't silence my mind. Right. No, go ahead. Let it run. Let it run. Let just it, let it yeah. run. You have to just, yeah. yeah. True, true. So tell, just tell us a little bit about, because I know you're doing, is it a young success summit that you're doing online? Um, if you can tell oh, us I'm a speaker. I, I'm a speaker for summit. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, amazing. And is that something that people can tune into online? Oh, it's actually a, a good buddy of mine named Sean. He's the one who, who asked me to, to come on, speak with him, etc. It sounds really awesome. He's got a pretty good thing going. And he's basically taking other people that have kind of beat the odds, so to speak, okay. and are excelling. Um, okay. um, as for myself, uh, I actually pivoted my agency. I used to have an agency, a uh, marketing agency, but I got out of that because it just, as I said, it wasn't fulfilling. It was boring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have my heart in it. So now what I do is I've basically pivoted my career into where I'm focused more on elevating through uh it's technically coaching but it's more like a hands-on approach um and that's helping entrepreneurs and executives um basically I'm not gonna lie it's helping them get an unfair advantage um over their peers and that's really what I've been focusing on a a ton outside of my you know my projects okay Okay, amazing. Well, this has been a really great chat, first of all. So thank you so much for doing this. Just quickly want to wrap this with like a quick rapid fire, if you like. Um, so what would your favorite thing to be to do on a day off when you are not working? And yeah, you, you're, not, you're not doing your, your work thing. Would it be spending time with the kids? Or would it be like, what, what, what are your favorite things to do? Work is my hobby. Because that's a trick question. Um, that's that's why I'm. That's why that's exactly why I'm where I am now. Is work has become my hobby, but not in the sense of what you think work is. Um, yeah. I, I've I've changed my what I view as work one. Um, but as far as days off, mm-hmm. don't really do them. Um, it's just in shifts. But again, it's because I revisited what I view as work. Um, right. My children are basically the huge bulk of my free time, as you would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then I love to involve my son specifically. He's older. He's nine. 
Um, so my days off are really just having him be involved in it, exposing him to stuff. Um, so my free time is more so learning, exploring, traveling, and immersing him in it. Um, because I'm also learning how to be a father. So my free time is basically just having fun, exploring stuff. I'm, I know it sounds corny, but it's just, I love learning, man. It's like a, it's like a drug at this point. Yeah. <laughs> great. Great. Yeah. And, and what, what would you like to do next if, you know, like forget any restrictions or like ne it's never going to happen or anything? I don't have them. Yeah. I don't have them. Yeah, no, that's I great. Yeah, so that's amazing. No. So what would be what what's next on the agenda for you? What's the next big thing that you would like to do or something you would like to accomplish in the next five years? Ooh, five years. Okay. Um, well, one of the things that I've loved doing is uh, for the few last few years is I, I never live in one place for too long. Or if I do live in one place for too long, I always have a second place. So okay. right now is exploring the UK as a possible second location okay. um, and having a Miami UK sort of thing. Um, so in the next five, five years, um, I want to, I want to revitalize commercials and how they're viewed. I want to revitalize storytelling and I want to accomplish, uh, having, having my son or my kids explore more of the UK, uh, and potentially making that a second home. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, you're, that, you're very clear and concise about it. That's really nice. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people like, yeah, it, it, it's, um, Sometimes it's so interesting that when you ask people the thing without restriction, and this is something that I think I would struggle with as well, it's just suddenly people just don't, they've never thought about it. So um, it's, it, yeah, but you, you were very clear about what you want. Absolutely. Look, look, it, it, nothing is going to be easy. Um, yeah. And I love asking that question. If you had nothing, we're stopping. Yeah. Nothing's ever easy, but at the end of the day, you can think your way out of the problem, you know? Yeah. Even if it's not today, if it takes you 10 years, if it takes you 20, at the end of the day, you'll still be able to do it. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Time's not the restriction. And last mm -hmm. but not least, um, just complete the sentence. I love being an entrepreneur because... Hmm. I love being an entrepreneur because... Ah, that's a good question. I love being an entrepreneur. There's so many reasons. Um... <laughs> Hmm. That that one's got you thinking. <laughs> I love. Well, I'm trying to summarize because this yeah. is much. Uh, I love being an entrepreneur because it's helped me grow mentally. It's helped me explore um, people. It's helped me explore connections, and it's helped me become way more empathetic. Um, so overall, I love being an entrepreneur because it's made me a better person. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Thank you so much, Katriel, for being on the show and doing this and uh, much appreciated. I'm sure people are going to take a lot away from this. So thank you so much. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope that you, I wish you all success in all your upcoming ventures and um, I'll definitely be tagging you when the podcast releases. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing it too. I've listened yeah. to the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And that was the end of another episode on the Elevation series. I'm super excited about next Sunday. Do stay tuned. And for all updates regarding the podcast Unplug with Annie, do follow and like the page Unplug with Annie on Instagram and Facebook. We're now on 10 platforms, including Spotify, Anchor and iTunes.